Welcome and thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. One of the things that Renee and I love to do is to go running. And so today I'm so excited because we're with a professional runner, Phil Ellis, who is the general manager of Peninsula Runners here in Langley, British Columbia. So Phil, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Well, thank you for coming to beautiful Langley, British Columbia. And thank you for having us at one of your stores. You have three stores. Tell us about your work. Yeah, so uh, Peninsula Runners is a locally owned independent running store that was started a little over 20 years ago. Um, we have three locations here in the Fraser Valley and uh, our goal is to get people with the right fit for their foot so they can go out and run and exercise and walk and stay healthy and, and fit. Mm -hmm. That's great. So, so Phil, we can see that um, running is a very big part of your life. So can you take us back to those earlier years and how running became a big part of your life? Yeah, we're going back a long way. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, back when I was in school and in, uh, in grade eight and grade nine, I was running, uh, started running before gym class. You'd have to go out for a mile and a half run. And I was realized fairly quickly that I was the, the fastest kid and I would push myself hard so I was always coming in first and uh, my gym teacher was like you know what you need to maybe train a little bit you got some ability here so I uh, ran a couple of the 10k races kind of to try to beat my friend's dads uh, which I was able to do and I realized I was fairly good at it and it becomes kind of uh, something you want to keep doing when you're doing well so mm -hmm. I kept at it. That's great. So if you could put it into words what would you say running is to you? No. T today, oh, yeah. it's a huge part of my life, right? Mm -hmm. It has been and will continue to be. I mean, uh, to be in this business, I feel if I wasn't going out running, I always say running is part of my job. So um, I get the excuse to go running every morning, yeah. <laughs> right? But so it's a huge part of my life, but it's, uh, and it's also for my mental side of things, for my, my uh, physical health, obviously, it's, I think it's important, but probably more so for my mental, mm -hmm. um, just to de-stress and, enjoy nature and get out and in, in the, in, on the trails and here in the Fraser Valley. Tell us about food and nutrition. Uh, is that a part of your running? Yeah, well, um, it most definitely is. I was uh, raised, um, you know, eating basically a plant-based diet and I continue to. And I remember early on though, my first coach saying, you know what, I think that's something you'll have to change you probably need to maybe eat some meat at some point to have the endurance to do the long races but uh no i that was actually probably my stronger thing was that, that i was strong i mm -hmm. was never so but yeah that, that i i believe most definitely eating a healthy balanced diet and and lots of water. I'm a big drink water drinker. You, you see people with this Gatorade stuff, and I mean, it's a sugar water, so. Mm -hmm. So the James Cunningham seawall race, tell us about your involvement in that. Yeah, so that's one of the, the uh, longest running races here in BC, started in 1971 when they, uh, to commemorate the finishing of the seawall, which goes around Stanley Park. So they had it developed a race 
to go around there. I ran it for the first time when I was a kid in uh, 1983. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think actually I won for being a, guy, a kid under 19. And then I went back uh, many, done that many years. It's kind of a, in the end of October, it's a good season ending kind of race. And I was able to win it in 1988 and then went on to win it another uh, six times. And, six times. Yeah. Wow. So Phil, can you take us back to when you won the Vancouver Sunrise? Yeah, that was uh, 1991. It was, uh, I'd come third two years earlier. And then, uh, so I knew I was capable of doing well in this race. Yeah. Um, but there was a very good field that year. There was uh, five or six uh, guys that either went to the 1988 Olympics or to the 1992 Olympics. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't the favorite by any stretch, but uh, you got to have confidence and determination and that I had. Mm -hmm. And then I think we have, uh, have some footage. footage. Yeah. So let's take a look at that. And, um, and you can kind of walk us through it. And yeah. Talk us through it and see what's happening there. Now look what's happening, Paul Williams coming back, the 34-year-old. I am the guy in the white shirt, uh, just, uh, Paul has just passed me, and uh, yeah, I think he thought he had the race uh, won, that I tired myself out, but I still had an extra gear left, and so here I pull up beside him, we've got about 450 meters to go, I'm just trying to figure out when to go. I look back to make sure no none of the other runners are gonna get back in it, and then uh, look at my watch, it's go time, let's go. So at this point, I, I put a surge in, my last surge of the race, and I pull away from Paul fairly easily. And it, I was quite surprised that... Uh, and there's three guys behind me. There's three guys behind me. They're all uh, very qualified guys. They went to the 1992 Olympics. So let's listen in. Looking behind them as they approach that finish line, take Phil Ellis once again looks to his right. He knows he's got the win today. Let's take a look at the clock. Look at him. Raising his arms in victory, he's coming up to the tape. What a magnificent win for Phil Ellis. 29.03 is winning time. Just a couple of seconds ahead of Wow. So how did you feel after that? Oh, pretty excited. I mean, I was pretty young at the time. I'd never yeah. beaten those uh, those three guys there. That's Paul and Graham and Art. They're all Olympic runners that are all like 10 years older than me. And so it was quite a mm -hmm. honor to, to beat him in that, that situation. When you're going over the finish line there, you were looking up. And uh, were you, what were you thinking? Uh, you know, I was happy to win. Yeah. And uh, you know what, back then there was a, um, th there was people above kind of, there's a o overpass okay. going across the top. Okay. So I don't, I think I might've been looking, but yeah. you know, yeah. maybe thanking God too. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was a big, it was a big, it was a big win for me. I was, yeah, yeah it would have been something I've been dreaming about or, you know, thinking about for quite a long time heading into that race. Yeah. So to pull it off, yeah. to execute a strategy is, is yeah. always good, right? Quite That's great. Yeah. So you were in, in very good shape at this time. So what was your average mile that you were running at this time? Uh, in, in that race, it was 439 a mile. Mm -hmm. which uh, per kilometer, that's two minutes and 54 seconds. Wow, that's fast. Yeah. That's, really yeah. fast. that's incredible. So with times like that, it sounds like you were in line to do, to be in the Olympics or to be an Olympic athlete. Yeah, that was the goal. I wanted to try to make the 1992 Olympic Games uh, mm -hmm. for the 10,000 meters. And How did that go? Um, you know what? I got second in the Olympic trials. Um, that year you had to win the Olympic trials because uh, nobody had the the A standard. So um, I lost by a second in the sprint. And so, oh. 
But, you know, I was young and I always positive attitude and I was... Yeah, how did you handle the discouragement? That was your goal, right? Yeah, that was, well, that that was a big goal. You know what? You just uh, look forward to other things and you you try to put it in perspective that this is not the end of the world and you continue to have goals. And, you know, obviously as a Christian too, you you try to focus on there's bigger things than than running, right? So So you were pretty young and... A few years later, you were struggling with an injury. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so in 1995, and uh, we were getting ready for the National 10K Road Championships. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was out for a run, just a nice run around uh, Burnaby Lake, and I uh, hit a stone and I sprained my ankle quite badly. Mm-hmm. Um, I still wanted to run the race, which I did. Um, I think I came second in the, the race, so I did well. But um, there was something not right after that. I kept struggling with this uh, lack of feeling of stability in my ankle. So you try to keep training for it, looking forward to then trying to qualify for the 1996 Olympics. And But uh, yeah, it was something I kept struggling with um, over the next two years. And it actually prevented me from kind of being able to train at the level I needed it to in order to qualify for the 96 game. So I missed out on that opportunity as well, right? Okay, so you had this injury, you, you turned your ankle. Um, what happened from that? I know it was disappointing not getting into the Olympics. What was the greatest disappointment then? Well, the greatest disappointment was by the end of the 1997 season, um, it was getting worse and worse. And I was, racing was actually the only good thing for it. And eventually there was no more races to, to run. So I got to the point where within a week of my last race, which was in Japan, I came home and I wasn't able to run at all anymore. Um, couldn't even run across the street to to you know, catch a bus, so to speak. So, um, and so I was dealing. I've been dealing with you know um, uh, one of the best renowned do- sports doctors in BC over the last two years, and we hadn't been able to figure it out. But at that point, I remember him sit- him sitting me down and saying, you know, I don't think you'll ever run again. Mm. And uh, so that was uh, a real hard thing to hear when that's what you love to do and yeah. it's such a big part of your life, right? So that would be very very disappointing. Mm-hmm. So you had this injury, did it prevent you from walking? Uh, no, thankfully not. Although that is something that doctors asked me numerous times about, but it, what it did do, it's a sports specific focal dystonia, which basically when I run, it kind of, there's a nerve reaction designed to protect me from spraining my ankle, but I would pull my ankle in mm-hmm. and twist it. And it was actually hurting me, um, uh, you know, it, preventing me from being able to Put go further. Go further. Yeah, go forward. Go, yeah, be able to even put your foot down. Yeah. And it was quite, it's kind of, it feels very awkward and painful at the same time. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and Phil, how did this injury um, affect your faith in God? Did well, you have some discussions with him about why this was happening to you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You kind of say, hey, God, you gave me this talent. Okay. Why can't I use it? And, um, it's tough for a while. You kind of, I never doubted, I ne- and I never, I never blamed God, but I'm like, why don't you help me get over this? Because I was trying so many things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hard. And, and this was such a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you were a professional runner. You can see other people running and it's not so big of a deal to them. Mm-hmm. But to you, it's a major thing, yeah. Yeah, it was taking away obviously what I wanted to achieve, yes. but also long-term, I wanted to be able to run again. Yeah. Because at this point, I'd done so much of it. Yeah. I want to keep doing this for my health, for my sanity, yeah. for, you know, just for my life. So that was where I was like, yeah. 
you know, God, why can't you let me run? I don't want to have to, I was riding my bike, but that doesn't do it if you're a runner. So. <laughs> so when did you start running again? How could you get back into it again? Oh, that was a very long, hard road. And basically the doctors said I never would, right? They didn't think there was a solution, but they, at the same time, they said, you know what, explore all the options or avenues that you can. At the same time, keeping in mind that you know this injury better than anybody else, because this injury is not in a textbook. This injury is, you know, it's specific to you. Specific to me, yeah. And there's nobody else that's really had this injury. So this is very unique. So I did, I went to a lot of different people to try different things and unfortunately it would always end in failure. So this is kind of part of this yo-yo thing, right? With your talk, asking God, why, 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 right? Yeah. But then finally I was in seeing a guy for a pair of orthotics that they thought might help. And I saw on his wall, this kind of brace that kind of wraps the foot for somebody when they have drop foot. And I said, I need to, I need that to run it. What did that look like? Well, you know, I got my first one here. So let's just take a look at it. This is the, what he built for me. Um, That's well used. Yeah, very well used. The difference is that he made it with a, a hinge in here so I'd be able to run because the ones that I saw in his office, he said you'd, you'd actually just tear it apart if yeah. you tried to run in it. So, but as you can see, there's, uh, well, this one, I had another one built after this, but uh, okay. I put a lot of miles on this. Thing. I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah. And the thing, the key here was though, even when I first got it, I thought, now I'm, 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 I'm gonna be able to come back and be able to retrain this nerve, which yes. is what we're really trying to do. Mm -hmm. But then I remember the first time I took it out for a run, I came back disappointed because oh, it, yeah still did the reaction, mm. right? So it hadn't cured it, took a little bit more time off. So there was this back and forth, right? This, I had this determination, I never quit. Yeah. I still wanted to run. So I, I, I kind of thought about it and I said, you know what? I've spent like 500 bucks on this thing. Yes. Let's try to use this to get me back to running because right. at that point, everything else was, yeah. Yeah. was out. So what I did was I just very slowly went to a walk, jog, basically, and I'd jog with this on. Slowly as I would come back, it was a slow process, but I was very determined, right? I just didn't want to quit, and so I kept at it, kept at it, to the point where I was able to, you know, feel more like I was running, but I was still with this, so I still needed this. And then, um, you know, about uh, a little bit later on, I wanted to try to wean myself off of this. And then, so I would run with this sometimes, sometimes a little short, yeah. not with it. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, mm -hmm. so you, you had, you were told, there's no way you're gonna run again. And you were determined, no, I'm gonna run again. And you just kept at it. Yes. Yeah. Never gave yeah. up. I never gave up. I mean, I could have just said, hey, you know, I, I was nice uh, running and just gone on to, keep cycling or something, yeah, done yeah. something else. But yeah. that's kind of in my, it was in my, that's what makes me feel good, right? So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So how often do you run now um, each week? I run, I try to get out six days a week for sure. Um, usually I run in the morning before I come to work. Where do you like to run the most? Oh, I love the parks here in the Fraser Valley, Campbell Valley, uh, Older Grove Lake, Fort to Fort Trail. But often because you know what, running is a convenient thing, it's easy to do. I often will just even do it from my home or from the store here. Maybe I come early and I, I head out for a run, so. So Phil, you're the a general manager of Peninsula Runners. What's the, what's the favorite thing about your job? <laughs> you know what, is trying to motivate people into a healthy, active lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not here to sell shoes. 
I mean, that doesn't really interest me. Mm -hmm. I've actually, it's in some of the, the reps that I deal with, they're really, they're shoe guys. They like the shoes. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I obviously I value a good shoe, but that's the shoe is the tool that allows me to do what I want to do. And that's what I want the customers. I don't want to see them. The shoe is what they need as it is the running or the living healthy, mm -hmm. right? So I want to sell people on running, sell people on being active and healthy sell them on that and make them want to do that and create it as a healthy lifestyle, right? Healthy lifestyle, very important. And one of the things that we like to do is give people opportunities to, to learn when it comes to a healthy lifestyle. So we're going to uh, just, just take a, a little bit of a break and, and look at a recipe uh, in the kitchen. So we're going to look at experiencing life in the kitchen right now and they are going to give us a recipe on one of the most important meals of the day, and that's breakfast. Uh, so let's cut to that right now, and then we'll come right back. Sounds good. Hi, my name's Sari, and this is my friend Becky. And we are passionate about health and showing people how we can help you make food taste great. Absolutely. We're here experiencing life in the kitchen, and we're gonna show you how to make something called overnight oats. It's our favorite go-to breakfast on the road. It's so fast, it's quick, it's easy, I love it. And you can just make it right the night before and have it ready to go when you need it. Yeah, so all you need is three simple ingredients, or four, um, oats, milk, seeds, fruit. You can make it as simple or as complicated as you want. Exactly. So let's dive in. On the base of this recipe is oats. Becky, do you mind telling me what's so amazing? I know there's fiber in here. Yeah, so there's two types of fiber actually. So there's soluble fiber, which helps to lower your cholesterol levels and stabilize your blood sugar. And then the insoluble actually helps keep you regular. So ah, that's, that's really so awesome cool. about that. Awesome. So we just do one cup of oats in our mason jar normally, yep. right? And then we do one cup of a liquid or mixture of milk and Plant yogurt, milk. right? Mm -hmm. So this is oat milk. It's my new favorite milk. It's amazing. I know a lot of people use soy milk and um, almond milk. I love almond and soy yeah. personally, but any plant milk you have works. Yeah, so even sesame. Sesame oak oh, is pretty Oh, that cool. would be really good. So you just put that in. Um, this is three quarter cups of milk. And then we're gonna also add some yogurt. Yogurt makes it so good. So rich. And has so many great nutrients too. Yeah. So we have all our probiotics in here. And actually the oats serve as a prebiotic, which actually feeds your natural gut probiotics. So, so it's a double, cool. double whammy here. So I just put in about a quarter cup or just a big, big dollop scoop. scoop. Yep, Perfect. throw that in, um, mix it in or with my oats. You or can make what? it even faster. You can yeah. pull it and just give it a quick shake. That's what I like to do if I just don't feel like using a spoon. She's, I mean, it, it all works. She's smart. Yeah, all right. Way. I guess before I finish stirring, I need Should to add some other my nuts and my seeds. We're actually gonna use hemp seeds. Hemp seeds are amazing protein. So much, they're actually a complete protein. Yeah. So they have all nine essential amino acids. So they are just a powerhouse in nutrition. That's... And they also have our omega-3s and omega-6s. So. so great. And then chia seeds. So about a tablespoon of each, mm -hmm. one of each. Yeah. And again, and we have our calcium, we have our antioxidants. You also have protein in the chia seeds as well. So we have all sorts. So good. And if you don't have those at home, but you have uh, pumpkin seeds or flax seeds, any other, you can put any other seeds in. We just really love these two. And the um, chia seeds actually help to give it some bulk and kind of help thicken it up too yeah. with the oats. Yeah, for sure, so. for sure. And if you like your sweet, you can add just a little 
you know, about a teaspoon or two teaspoons of maple syrup mm -hmm. in there. And um, my husband likes his with it. Yeah, I'm but. sure. Most people do. Yeah, we add really fruit. Good. So today we're gonna add some blueberries and raspberries. You can add cherries, whatever you have around. Frozen, fresh, yep. doesn't matter. Whatever it you have. It all works. Yep. So after you're done mixing or shaking it, you just put it on top. And you can even make a fruit sauce too. So sometimes I'll have made a fruit sauce already and I'm like, oh, I don't have any fresh fruit or frozen, but I already made some and it's been in the fridge for a few days. That's fine. Put that on top. So smart. Perfect too. That's so smart. So then all you do is pop a lid on. And then what I do, which is I think is really nice, is I grab a string, a spoon, and wow. a napkin so that if I'm giving this to one of my friends as they're leaving early in the morning from my place or yeah. just myself, if I do it like this, tie it all together, then I know when I grab it out of the fridge in the morning, it's all together. It's I don't have to ready pack to go. this little bag. I just have it all here. It's a no-brainer. You just grab it and go. Yeah, it's, it's so easy and it fits in your cup holder. It does. It's great. I love texture in my food. It's really important. Yes. So I love fresh granola. So I eat it down a little ways and then, and then I put on a little Ziploc bag with granola and pour that in as I'm eating it. Totally. And so um, this is a granola that I love to use. It's from One Degree. You use One Degree products, I, I know. I love their stuff. You know exactly yeah. what you're getting. It's non-GMO and it's totally family friendly. Yeah, so when I eat this for breakfast, I feel good, I'm ready to go. The other thing I do is I spend some time in, in the Word of God because I wanna know who my creator is and who he's created me to be. So doing that and then grabbing my breakfast, I'm fueled for my day, I'm ready to go, I can work hard for a long time. And yeah, that's my morning that's awesome. routine. So I, I just hope for you guys that you'll you'll hopefully learn something today and um, try it out at home yourself. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Wow, that's a great recipe, especially for a runner or somebody who's really busy, you know, don't have a lot of time and need to get a good nutritious breakfast. That's the most important meal of the day for everybody, especially mm -hmm. for athletes. And uh, I mean, it's packed with carbohydrates and energy for life mm -hmm. for you. So grab yeah, it grab it and go. Yeah. So here you are in a store where you're not just selling shoes, you're selling health. So do you ever share your faith with customers? Yeah, you know, I, I do get an opportunity once in a while. I try to keep uh, though politics and religion uh, somewhat separate, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I don't want to come over uh, bringing it up myself, right. but I do get customers that that will instigate with me and maybe some of them, I know that, you know what, and I have a lot of running groups here too, mm -hmm. and uh, people know that I'm a, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. And then um, through the latest pandemic, I've had an opportunity to, uh, we always, I always email the group, but I've been emailing them twice a week, mm -hmm. keeping, giving them positive messages, mm -hmm. um, never mentioning anything negative, wasn't anything ever negative in those emails and just trying to motivate people to get outside, to stay healthy, to keep their immune system, keep them, keep them going. And I've had and lots of them actually have commented to me, you know, mm -hmm. thanking me, hey, thanks for your emails. That was the thing that was helping me get through those really glum days where I, everybody was telling you to stay home and yeah. not do anything, right? Yeah. But So um, before we end, do you have any Bible verses or any Bible promises that you would like to share with us that just encouraged you? Yeah, well, you know, during the injury and the fight back, certainly it was uh, Philippians 4.13, right? Mm -hmm. I can do all things, things through Christ. Christ who strengthens me. So, mm -hmm. um, 
that was most definitely crucial to me and kind of going, even though the medical professionals are telling me, I will. Ne I was told I would never run again. Well, no, God says I can. So, and I was able to find that pathway. So to me, it was, you know, never give up, never give up, never quit. And then certainly I've always, as an athlete, I've always liked, uh, you know, First Corinthians where the, uh, pa Apostle Paul talks about the race of life. And that's right, he's not. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've always enjoyed uh, that and I can relate to that and how you have to train and you have to have discipline and so running taught has taught taught me a lot of those things and certainly never giving up so in the race of life right yeah. I mean I mean I think that's where Apostle Paul was going you know there's yes. this race and these yeah. guys prepare but yeah. we in our, our the race of life and yeah mm -hmm. this is long term this is long term this is right eternal <laughs> life yeah yeah. So you're running in that race you know what it means to run in a race you know what it means to train mm -hmm. so as Christians, we're training uh, and we're trusting God and he's, he's giving us the strength to do that. Yeah, and you know what, we have to have faith, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and it's, we don't always get that answer, right? I didn't get that answer often. I didn't know whether I'd ever be able to run again, but I always had faith that I could get beyond it. And mm -hmm. the same thing, you know, we as Christians, maybe sometimes there's challenges that come up, right? But we have to have faith we can get beyond whatever that challenge is. And mm -hmm. I know in the last little while, you know, me and my wife, we've been able to, get through some of the challenges that the pandemic has faced and it's a we've chosen to go go closer to God. Well that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Phil, could we ask you to have the closing prayer for us, please? For sure, yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us all together here in uh, Langley, British Columbia. We uh, thank you for the guiding that you have done in my life and um, I pray that uh, there's somebody out there that will maybe um, be able to relate to some of the challenges that I faced and went through, or maybe they're different challenges, but dear God, I pray that they will see that you are the answer and that you can help them. Even though sometimes the answer we get is maybe not the answer we're thinking we want, but dear God, we've got to continue to have faith in you, knowing that um, the race of life is uh, the most important race to, to get to the finish line and to have that strong faith in you. So dear God, I pray that uh, you're with this country, you're with the people of this country, that you'll encourage people to, to, to uh, look for you, to look for answers in these confusing times, mm -hmm. and to uh, keep them healthy and strong. And uh, if there's any way we can help, let us uh, be that light in their community that we can help them stay healthy and strong. Mm -hmm. through running, through exercise, through, through uh, for their mind so that they can think clearly and, and think about you. So dear God, again, I thank you for everything you've done for me and I pray that you're, uh, you're with the rest of the people in this great country of Canada. Thank you very much. In your name, amen. 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 Phil, thank you so much for sharing your story. Very inspirational. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for coming here and uh, telling my story. I mean, to me, it's a bit of an old story, but I hope it's something that people can still yeah. gain value out of. Always yeah. yeah. Have you ever thought to yourself, I'd like to start running or I just want to start living healthier? Well, our free offer for you today is living longer and feeling better. And you will learn lifestyle habits that will help you to supercharge your health. And for you to receive this free offer, here is the information you need. To request today's offer, you may call toll-free at 1-888-CALL-IIW. Call anytime. Lines are open 24 hours daily. That's 1-888-CALL-IIW.
Friends, we'd also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our webpage, you can see our latest programs, including our exercise workouts and healthy eating videos called Experiencing Life. Friends, we want you to experience the truth that is found in the words of Jesus when he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca. Or you can go to IIW Canada YouTube and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.